Hey, just a little break between uh, between recording. Uh, I just wanted to get on to you about the It's Time to Refresh free birthday event that we're running. But basically, I've put on a free party and it's got it's unbelievable lineup. I've dropped the flyer right now. We've got from A to Z, if I can remember rightly, um, it's Andy Kelly. Uh, then we've got myself. I've also got General Bounce. And last but not least, we've got John G. Really looking forward to this lineup. Like it's all for free, and that's at Club One Three Five. Um, Whitehaven and it's on Saturday the 25th of March it's time to refresh first birthday get on it you know it makes sense this is the it's time to refresh podcast with Brad Refresh the podcast about life music traveling shit literal shit that is and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet earth feel free to share the pod with your pals your mama your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod. Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh. Back once again for another episode of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. This is episode 45, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that sounds so unprofessional, but fuck it, eh? if we're in. Uh, on this episode, I've travelled down to Nottingham, uh, come to see some family for the weekend, and I noticed that Rick's in the area. So on this episode, we've got Rick Shaw. Hello. Uh, UK Bounce producer, um, signed to Bounce 7 DNZ Records. And excite, as I've just found out. <laughs> uh, um, recently new to me, um, I'm not sure if you're new to the scene or uh, as such, but we sort of talked briefly off the podcast and get into that. Um, so I discovered you about 12 months ago, um, and you uh, you put out, a check, I went and checked on your, um, your SoundCloud and stuff like that, and put out some uh, cheesy bangers. <laughs> Cheesy is the, the, the way I describe it anyways. Cheesy is the word for him. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's where I started doing yeah. the cheesy tracks. Right. So, um, how are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. <laughs> <laughs> As I start off with everyone's podcast. By the way, this is the first time me and Rick have met, by the way. So, uh, seems like a decent bloke. I'll let you know by the end of the podcast. <laughs> See you. Seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah... Uh, as a start, uh, everyone's podcast now, what did you have for tea last night? Burgers. Burgers? Burgers and chips just before we did the live stream. Uh, Line the old stomach. Right, okay. Um, what, what do you do with your burgers? What, what do you have on them? Uh, we had a bit of sweet chilli jam. Yeah, just like, Not something I go for, but uh, I'm intrigued. Really nice Aldi burgers that have got the cheese built into the middle. Yeah, I've had them. They're really nice, aren't they? So nice. And then you just yeah. whack a bit of lettuce. Underrated. Bit of lettuce, bit of sweet chilli jam. Beautiful. Right, there we go. So you don't put extra cheese on now? No, I'm just a fat bastard then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's nice. That is actually really nice. Um, so straight into it. Where did it all begin for for Rick? Who, uh, there, who is Rick? <laughs> coming into coming into this scene it was about three years ago. It was during lockdown. Yeah, um, I was live streaming. I was doing house streams 
for the club that I used to work at, they wanted some someone to stream on their page for a Saturday night. Yeah. And we used to finish at 10 on a Friday night and we used to go and try and find other streams just to find more people and connect with other people during lockdown because it was a pretty boring time. Yeah. And we found um, Harry Hart, Friday Night Posse. Yeah. He did his live stream and, and the stuff that he was playing was a lot more energetic, a lot more engaging um, and just more fun. Yeah. So at the time... I'd, I'd, I'd maybe not made anything for about five years. I did dabble in house producing about five years previous to that. Yeah. Nothing major. But then the missus just said to me, why don't you make start making stuff again? And I just, just banging, banging idea. So yeah. I just downloaded um, FL Studio and I started making, I tried start to make tracks and then I needed, you know, a lot of help from, there's a couple of producers in the scene that gave me a lot of tips, tricks and advice. Yeah. Um, and how to actually structure it properly yeah um best sort of instruments to use and, and just general <clears throat> hints and tips and they were, they were really helpful and then i came up with 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 a track how did you how did you find it converting from doing the house to the to the bounce stuff with regards to production it was i thought it was a lot easier the house music can be kind of quite tricky yeah um in terms of trying to find the right sound the right bass line yeah um because essentially what i'm doing is i'm making donk yeah. So, you know, I've got 50 billion donk noises in, in the studio and yeah. it's just a question of finding the right one and then it just builds, it's, you build your track around it. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. It's, it's a lot simpler. So, um, I know we're talking about the bounce stuff, but do you want to go right back to the beginning? Yeah. Um, that's all right. So, so where, like, when did you get into music? How old were you when you got into music? I, in the womb. In the womb? In the womb. I had a drum kit made out of a Quality Street tin, a Roses tin. <laughs> and they were 80s Quality Street tin, so they made a racket. They yeah. were made of metal. Yeah. You know, I used to love listening to all my dad's vinyls back in the day. Whatever he had on vinyl, that was it. What was the Just for just so we can sort of gauge what sort of style you brought up on. Okay. Influences Michael Jackson. Right, yeah. Um, my dad had Thriller on vinyl. Right. Uh, I wore that out, so he had to buy it on tape. Yeah. Um, Duran Duran, the Rio album. Not a fan of Duran Duran. Oh concert. dear. I know, sorry, but oh. it's, they were, in my opinion, so overrated. <laughs> People are going to hate on that, by the way. Me that's that's that, fine. The Rio album is a thing of beauty. It's my favourite album of all time. Yeah. Um, they went a bit, you know, after that. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of anything they did after the mid to late 80s, but the Rio album for me just stands up there. Yeah. Um, you have The Police, The Pretenders. Um, he had Frank Sinatra I, I tried to avoid that wherever possible I like, I if, he, if, he, no, if he was playing that I'd, I'd want to get out of the room I like something with a with a beat to it yeah um, I think there's a, there's a time and place for things like that isn't there yeah. like it's very uh, mellow um, great voice though I'm, I'm surprised you haven't donked it up to be honest <laughs> Don't, but, watch, watch this space it could happen oh, no, <laughs> I've, I've, remi I've remixed worse probably yeah um, regards to Michael Jackson and that um, to be honest with you it's not. It's a bit. It's a bit thing listening to him nowadays because of you know what what's out there and stuff. Mm. But when I listen to it, I feel like a smooth criminal. Yeah. Oh, just like what I did there. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, Very um, good. And regards to, I like the pretenders and the police. Um, similar to what my dad used to listen to. Um, it's a very very varied taste in music, sort of. Uh, mm. You know what I mean. So I that is a. I can see where your influences come from, and you can see where your styles sort of morphing, if that makes sense. Mm. So growing up, what was it like in school and what was it like around with your friends? Is it was it a big music scene or No, not really. I was the I was the one that was always into the new music and I was the one that was always kind of taping the top forty at the weekend. Yeah. Going in with me Walkman and, you know, to school and going, Have you heard this new track? And 
What what year is this, if you don't mind me asking? This would be mid-90s, so 93, 94. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was like just the the big tracks at the time. Aswad, Shine, things like that. Yeah. Just, just bangers that you can sing along to. Right. And then, so as it's progressed and you've got into the dance music, mm. was it, what was it, house music you got into first, was it? Yeah, definitely. What yeah. was, the, what was the, the, the thing that caught your eye? I mean, you, I've always liked dance music because if you just look at the, the classics from back in the day, your Coronas, your, yeah. all, all of those, your Hadaways. Just so like your Euro dance type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were good sort of back in the 90s when, and then it kind of progressed into things like your, your Fast and Smalls. Yeah, yeah. Class. I like that, I like that era as well. That was yeah. very, uh, very DIY era, wasn't it? The whole 90s era of dance music was fantastic and you, can, you, you only have to look at today's music and how much... It's, it's influenced and how much it's still sampled. Yeah. Today, I was actually watching, I think it was Clubland TV the other day, and I was just thinking, there is no originality in music anymore. Yeah. They are certainly sort of modern music that sampling all of what are considered to be the great tracks from our childhood. Yeah. It's just kind of going round in circles again. It there's, is. There's nothing now which is going to be in 20 years' time where people are going to go, oh, that was a banger, that. I don't know. I think I think that people are going to look. This is just my opinion. People are going to look at, for instance, the likes of what Camel Fat's doing, mm. um, and they're going to go like, you see the kids of today, and they're like, they're mad into the 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 sort of house music and the the, the techno and the tech house and everything like that. And I think in in twenty years' time, I think maybe Panic Room or Caller or something like that's going to be like the the rhythm of the night. Of mm, but who's going to be sampling Panic Room and Caller in twenty years' time? Probably everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They will. <laughs> it's just what it's going to be recycled, isn't it? Recycled mm. over and over. I mean, if you look at the tunes which were on, say, because a measure, for, a measuring stick for me is whether it was a banger or not. It was usually if it appeared on a now that's what I call music album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I collected those religiously back in the nineties. I had every single one, and there are parts of me now that could tell you what now a song was on. I'm, I'm like that. And what was your first now? My first now was now nineteen. Yeah. Um, that was the first CD. I had the first first proper now was now four on vinyl. Right. Um, and my dad had that anyway because it came out when I was one, two. Yeah. But my first now was now 38. No, I remember Ooh, that. Oh, 38. 38 was good. Some uh, bangers on there. Lighthouse Family. Is, Light, is Lighthouse Family on that one? Yeah. Is it? Bit of Sash. Sash is on it, yes. Sash is on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 38 and then from... I dabbled in, uh, got back in because I used to get my like pocket money and stuff. And then go down to like Morrison's or Safeway at the time and get the the nine ninety nine. So I get ten pounds nine ninety nine. There's your CD. Got it for the. Uh, and I think I doubled. Like I got the first one was thirty eight, I believe. Then forty two, and then from fifty two, mm. I, I bought them right up until like they were in the seventies. Nice. Uh, every single one. Um, I'm not even sure why, because like. It's ridiculous. But, anyway. You can listen to it on the on the TV, I suppose. But if you, this is this is the point that I'm trying to make. Is if you listen to what sake, you, like, I don't even know what the latest now is. One twelve, I think maybe one twelve, one thirteen something. I didn't like even that. know they still existed. Yeah, they're, they're still going. But if you listen to what's on those now, none of those tracks are going to be considered bangers in twenty years. What what's do you know what's on them? So it was was Camel Fat on them? I think Camel Fat. I've been on a couple. Right, so, so they are making it onto them now. I, I think so, um, but a lot of, it's mainly sort of chart based. If it's on Capital FM, it's on. It's going to be on the next now. Oh, okay, right, I see. That's an interesting uh, topic. Um, I think it is. Um, what's your favourite now album then? Favourite now of all time. Now you're asking. I, I know 44 was the biggest one. 44 was the biggest selling one of all yeah. time. 
Um, I think my personal favourite was 28. 28, what time? 28. Uh, aside from the B-52s when they did the track for the Flintstones movie, which was god-awful. Yeah. Um, there's some bangers on there. You got Ace of Bass, um, The Sign, I think, is on there. Yeah. Oh, that might be on 27. I digress. Um, Aswad is on there. Yeah. It's just banger after banger. There's um, Max Getaway. Ultimate banger. Yeah. There's a lot of big dance tunes on CD too, if I can yeah. remember rightly, but without looking at the track listing, I know for a fact that Max is on there. I think one of my favourites was 56, if I remember rightly. That was uh, Black Eyed Peas, Where Is The Love's On yes. It. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's about 2003 time, wasn't it? Yeah, 2003, winter of 2003, because it's the ice, the ice cover. That's it, yeah. Because 55 was the, it had like a setting sun. Vaguely, is it not the one with the beach ball? I don't know, anyways. We're sort of getting off topic here. We've played this yeah. game, me and the missus. We had the laptop up, she was <laughs> testing me. She was like, What color is on now 32? And I bet, right, it's blue, green, and orange. And she'd pull it up and she'd go, Bloody hell, yeah. It's uh, it's I don't know why I was, I was so pulled in by the now CDs. I know there was hundreds of different compilations, but I think it was the, it was the main one, wasn't it? It's the numbered ones. The numbered mm. ones are the ones to have. Anything else, like now, that's what I call driving rock, yeah. Now, that's what I call. Euro dance, mm. 90s dance. They're okay, but they're just recycled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So you've you, you've sort of grew up listening to quite pop popular music. I wouldn't say pop music in general, popular popular yeah. popular music. Um so the dance with with the Euro dance and stuff like that, you've you've got into that. What what was your first experience in a club? <laughs> My first experience in a club, believe it or not, it was a club in Nottingham, which you wouldn't get away with today. It was called ISIS. Right. <laughs> and it was on a staff night out with Tesco. Right. We, I'd been working for him for about two months. I'd just finished my GCSEs. Um, I had like a little part-time job with Tesco while I was doing my A-levels. And they had this big staff night out for Christmas. Right. And it was the night that Artful Dodger Rewind got to number one. Right. I okay. remember that because it was it, that was what was, I'd just finished taping the top 40 before we went out. Yeah. God knows how I even got in. Yeah, why were you a young-looking lad? I was, I was. well, I, I looked 18, but I wasn't. And we yeah. just had this big night out in ISIS, and it was just a completely different world for me. So what was it? Is there anything that sticks out to you from that night, other than record the top 40? Is there anything that's like, um, like any tunes played of, of that time? Tunes at the time, there was some, it was, it was like an Ibiza night. Right. So, and it was very trancy, so it was like your Lang Follow Me. Yeah. Um, Mario Pugh Communications, somebody answered the phone. Yeah. Big, big tunes that were just about to be released in the year 2000, or your big trance tracks. Yeah. Um, ATB, 9pm, that was still doing the rounds. Big, big, big tunes. Um, like, good era to be going out oh, as well. God, yeah. Good era. So, are you into DJing or anything like that at this point? No. At that point, I'd literally just started my journey because I'd borrowed a mate's vinyl decks from school. Yeah. He'd lent me a set of belt-driven decks. Right. Um, and I was trying to teach myself. I had a load of, he had a load of Positiva vinyls. Yes. Which were really cool. So he had like Lang Follow Me and yeah. all of the binary finery, all of the, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. All of the big Positiva tracks. And I, I kind of started, I, was, I wasn't even trying to transition them. I was just putting, putting it on, listening to one track after the other because it was brilliant. Yeah. And, that was just kind of the start of me getting to grips with decks at that point. Initially, when I first wanted my my decks, I didn't want to. Not that I didn't want to be a DJ, but I always I always had that thing of, of I'd love to like be the DJ 
not sitting there like mixing all look at me I was like to, I would I always when I went to christenings and that as a kid I was always like I'd love to be the person who keeps these people yeah. dancing do you know what I mean that was my thing yeah when I first got my decks it wasn't a DJ it was to buy like the extended mix of yeah um one of the always sticks out in my head is because it was the the first one that I got was um, Darude Sandstorm. Nice. I, I, I it was on like um, oh what was it? I'd heard it on. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Actually, uh, Beat the Classics in the mix. It was a uh, I'm sure it was like a ministry um, owned compilation. So it had all all the classics on, but it had Sandstorm on. But it's only from the first break, and it mixes out like quite early. So it's I only got like two minutes twenty of that track. So I thought, if I get the vinyl, right, I can get the extended club mix and then I can hear. Yeah, and the then, yeah, and then that's, that's, that's what got me into it. So I was like, I could hear it from start to end and I, and I fully appreciate it. And I think that's that's why I got the decks originally. But yeah, um, how quickly did you pick it up, the DJ side of things? Like, I, I, Not very well, not very well at all. Right. It was about three or four years later, I was working at an insurance brokers in Leicester. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine who was working there, her husband did it, and he was very—he was sort of professional. He had his own company doing weddings and yeah, yeah, yeah. mobile stuff, you know. And he had a set of Newmark Axis Nines, the Grace in black CD, yeah, things like. Yeah, they were, uh, I with, think with I've been the on them in a button, club. The curved buttons on the top, the two two sets. Yeah, I didn't like them. Awful, <laughs> awful, awful decks, and. I went round to the house one night and he actually showed me, he went, yeah, have a little play, see what you think. I'm just going to go and get a shower and stuff yeah. like that. So I had a little play and he showed me how to mix. He demonstrated to me how to mix and I didn't get it. Yeah. And I went, no, I don't, I don't necessarily don't think DJing's for me or certainly mixing isn't for me. Yeah. Maybe radio is more my thing because I've always wanted to kind of entertain people or, or show them new music. I want to be one of those people that yeah. shows you new music and, Gets you to appreciate it. We yeah. still do it now on the live stream every week. These are the new tracks that are out this week. Yeah. But it wasn't until a couple of years after that, when I was living in Leicester with my flatmate at the time, he had a set of vinyl decks. Yeah. And they were fairly decent. I think they were cam. Right. They were uh, direct drive, so it was a lot, yeah. you know, a lot easier. And I kind of taught myself to mix using those, right. and I got it then. What type of tunes were at the time? At the just... time, we had uh, we had a real big selection of vinyls when we when me and me old flatmate lived together. We had because um, we used to get promos from the likes of I don't know even how we ended up getting them, mm. but we ended up getting promos from all around the world. So we had Friday Night Posse, Resonance, Q, um, all the big AAT. So, so it was like the clubland sort of music. We had those, but we were big into house music as well. So we used to buy a lot of defected vinyls. Yeah, um, we used to do this weird. Uh, sort of double mashup, have both tracks playing at the same time. We'd have Michael Gray, The Weekend playing on one deck, and then we'd have uh, on the other side uh, Double Ninety Nine R.I.P. Groove, right? Just for that little riff and the vocal drop in it, right? Okay. We'd just bring the crossfader over and then slam it back when it was done, and think that we were really good. <laughs> we weren't. It was terrible, but yeah. that's how initially I got. I, I taught myself to mix on vinyl decks, yeah. And then when I went back to CD a couple of years later, it's like ah. I realised what the CD decks are trying to do, yeah. how they're emulating the vinyl, and it was at that point that I picked it up and went, yes, I can do this yeah. on CD as well. So had you had your first gig or anything like that at this point? Just about. The the, the guy who initially showed me the Axis 9s so that I didn't get, yeah. um, he knew that I could play 
decent tunes back to back and entertain people. Mm. Um, and he needed someone to cover a night that he couldn't make. It was in a, a big Italian restaurant in Leicester. They had um, a mobile DJ every single Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. So he said he could, every now and again, he'd just chuck me a Friday or a Saturday. Right. So I'd, I'd been doing it for a bit. And weirdly, the first proper gig I got was at a nightclub in Leicester called the Fan Club. Right. Big indie club. And all they'd, they'd literally just have Saturday night was indie night. It would be Killers, it would be Oasis, Arctic Monkeys, the, the, the works. And I answered, and you would never get this now, I answered a newspaper advert. Right. Because they were looking for a DJ. Okay. Um, and they brought me in and they wanted to change this indie club. 20 years they've been running as an indie club. 20 right. years they've been playing nothing but... You Oasis know, on repeat. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, Oasis, yeah. Blur, Kasabian, the lot. Yeah. And then they wanted to change it into a big, cheesy 90s night. Right. So I come in, puffed up, right, this is going to be brilliant. I've got me Gina G off now, 34. Yeah. You know, I've got uh, me Macarena, I'm all good. This is going to be brilliant. We'll have a bit of Spice Girls, a bit of Backstreet Boys. The hate I got on that night from the crowd, they didn't get it. Yeah, well, it's it. the change, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? But we plugged away at that, and it's still going now. Is that it? night is still going now. Oh, that's and that's good. nearly 20 years later. Not bad, is it? I think there's a big, a big, 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 big demand for for nineties nostalgic dance music as well. More so now than ever. It's you the new, it's it, the new eighties though. It came it came across in lockdown very clearly what people wanted. Um, the amount of times I got asked to do a live stream to play classics because the new stuff. I don't know whether the new stuff people just want to chase the nostalgia bug or they're not interested in new stuff or what I don't know. But during lockdown, there was a big push on the on like people saying, "Oh, I'm doing a classic sort of live stream. Do you want to do an hour?" Mm. And I'm like, "Oh, alright then." But then you get bored of classics. So for me, I, I like fresh new music. I like bringing people like to me, fresh music doesn't necessarily need to be new. It needs to be new to a, a certain demographic. Yeah. So, for instance, when I was playing these classics, I played one or two classics once, and then I got sick of it. Um, what I did was. Uh, I was throwing in like bits of stuff that nobody would know, like maybe bringing some some early hard style into a bounce set. It's, it basically just translates exact because it's it is just a kick and an offbeat and and to me it freshened it up a bit. It's, you're not just mixing the same as I say rescue someday or something like that. Or do you know what I mean? That the, the ones that everyone knows and it, it's it's very refreshing. So. Like I say, I'm not knocking the classics, but if you're going to play a classics, be at least digging your record collection to find. Well, this is kind of what I'm doing now. I've, yeah. I've kind of discovered my love for new music again, new house yeah. music. Um, I mean, there's, there's, the names are out there, like Jax Joneses and yeah. all of them, but I, this is a road that I've started going down now, and, and credit to Excite Digital for putting up with me doing this. Yeah. Friday, you know, Friday I'll go through the Spotify list of all the week's new releases if there's any nice big tracks in there yeah. that need a bounce mix. I've now sort of got better ways of getting the vocal out of it yeah. and making a bounce mix. And we've, you know, we've, we've talked about the fact that typically I can get a track done in a weekend if need yeah. be. Yeah. So I'm now sort of looking at new tracks that come out on the Friday. By the Monday, I'm emailing exciting, going, right, here we go. I've got a new version of the new Jack Jones track, yeah. which I have. That's the one that, that's my most recent one. It's just come out. Um, and they'll go, right, okay, we'll do a quick release for you. We'll have it out by Wednesday, Friday, you yeah. know, whatever is, is best. Yeah. And But that's, for me now, is seems to be the way forward because it's not, oh, right, which, which 90s song can I remix this week? Yeah. 
it's something fresh, it's something new, and it's it's quite exciting because on a Thursday, I could have a, a new track out on the Monday yeah. and not know what it's going to be. I don't know a single word in the track. I don't even know how it goes. Yeah, um, and it's more challenging as well because you you haven't necessarily got. It's not a big tune yet, so you yeah. don't know if it's going to be a big tune. But you haven't also got the the stems yeah. for that track also. So everything that you do, you've got to create what's already in the track from scratch. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool. Just going to be your devil's advocate here. Yeah. Do you not think that um, you doing that, it's like you see all these pop remixes again within the scene. Hmm. Do you not think that, that there should be more originality? Massively. And that's yeah. one thing I'm looking at this year as well, like I said to you earlier, is yeah. getting in. A couple of original vocals yeah um i'm even going to try and write some myself at yeah. some point and then get somebody to sing it that we we know a plethora of fantastic there's some fantastic vocalists in this scene yeah um you've got likes of laura mack yeah he's brilliant kirsty smiler is another one i don't know kirsty kirsty's um done a lot of work for she's working oh god she's got a track out at the moment and i can't remember she's just finished a track with kenny hayes right which is fantastic. Um, we've used, in the past, we've used Adele, yeah. Scottish vocalist. Yeah, I know. Um, she works with DNZ, does she? Yeah, she, we've yeah. done two tracks. Uh, I did On the Phone, the the old Sentetian track. Yeah. We, we got Adele to do a cover version of that. We also had her in for Alan James and myself when we did Moon Man's Don't Be Afraid. Yeah. Um, we, we did that as well. She's very good. But there's some great vocalists out there. And if you, if you write, if you can write the right song. Yeah then it'll sound great when it's recorded. Mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. I was just I was just being your, your devil's advocate there because mm. what you're doing is, is bringing a sort of mainstream ears to, to, to the balance scene with people will be searching up uh, the latest, I don't know, what, the latest pop, like... Um, track and then seeing your bounce mix might get them to love bounce there's no there's no reason why you can't create new followers like that but at the same time you've got there's, there's, there's a balance between originality and bootlegging mm. isn't there that's just it's, it's, it's a debate that could go on forever there are people out there that are pushing for more originality in bounce yeah um you've got the this is bounce uk label um kenty and alex yeah. they are screaming out for new original music yeah um and they actively do encourage people to to be original write tracks you know record them get them produced yeah. um they they want a bit of originality and that's nice yeah. it's nice that there is a place to go you, you know you can go to a label and go this isn't a, a remix of an old 90s dance track this is brand new it's a track that i've written yeah um it's a track that i you know i'm very proud of and they'll put it out fingers yeah. crossed if they like it do you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. It, it could be an absolute pile of shit yeah uh but they will put it out if they feel that it's 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 a good track. Yeah, and the the scene is screaming out for some originality, and I I think that they do a good job in trying to push that upon us. To be honest with you, I released um, two tracks with them last year on the This Is Bounce label. I did a Chasing Stars and one called The Treble. The mm -hmm. Chasing Stars is a, is a vocal tune. It done it done really really well with them. They the sort of new who'd like it and and they pushed it really well. It, it did get. Uh, a good um, sort of response. The treble was more um, an underground, like thumping tune, and I don't think it done as well as it could have. But um, as I say, they've 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 they're looking for originality, and both of them were original. So I just thought fire them over that word. You know mm. what I mean? Um, and to be honest with you, I think they're onto something pretty good. Like I play quite a lot of their their releases on in my sets. Um, 
I'm sure like Wayne uh, Pokio FX has done a couple of releases with them, um, and I, I like I like some of their stuff, some of his stuff. Um, I think it's throwing something good. It's just getting it out there and established. That's the thing. It's it's harder to establish originality than it yeah. is to to say a chart tune. Like if you do another remix of Pretty Green Eyes, for instance, it's just another remix of Pretty Green Eyes. But if you can break an original tune, you fuck it, you're onto something. You know what I mean? It could could potentially blow up. But assuming that your remix of Pretty Green Eyes is good, it's going to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's well, that's where the problem lies. That's a lot of people. Like myself, who've not yet done an original, yeah. but a lot of people who are kind of in their comfort zone with remixes of older classics that they know are going to be popular just yeah. due to what it is. And then you've got people who, who do want to push themselves outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. And that's something which I'm going to try and do this year and get a couple of original vocals in. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to ask you then, so you when you we got onto it before, you got onto the um, talking about lockdown and getting into production and the bounce and stuff like that. Um, when you got to grips with things, what was your first track that you'd finished? First track with uh, which I did with a lot of help um, in terms of just how to do it yeah. um, from Wayne from the Bouncing Forces. Yes, um, he gave me a lot of. He just seemed to have an endless amount of time for me during yeah. that period. Um, but the first track we finished was um, it was a remix of Muse Pressure. Right, I don't think I've heard that. Uh, they called it Pressure Building. Right, um, and we're happy with it. Like. Uh, in the original version, which I <laughs> foolishly thought, yes, this is brilliant. This is the best song I've ever made. Yeah. Sent it off to Oscar at DNZ. Yeah. And bless him, he come back and he just ripped it to pieces. Yeah. He come back and he went, I would never sign this in a million years. But then he did say, this is why, this is why, and this is why. I like that. I like I like the fact that you've got, um, what's the word? That, that Like, so he didn't just go like, Shite, and that's it. He's, he's, he's give you reasons why, and then if you make them changes, yeah. he, there's no reason why you can say no then. Do you know, does that was, make sense? It was massively sort of constructive criticism, yeah, which really, really helped. So we went back and we looked at it, and we, we did finish it off. Yeah. But I didn't do anything with it after that point. I didn't send it off anywhere. Yeah. Um, I kind of left it for a bit, and I still thought I started work on a new track, and that was, I think I just got some inspiration because I was watching the footy one Sunday afternoon. It was on Sky Sports, Super Sunday. Right. And they just started using um, Celeste, Stop This Flame, right. as the theme tune for it. And I thought, ooh, I've not heard a bounce remix of that. Let's right. give that one a go. So, tried again, tried to do another track. Yeah. Um, that one took about, I can't believe I'm saying this now, it took about three, four weeks to get done. Right. And I was obsessed with getting it done. And when it was finished, I sent it off to Kenzie. Right, and Kenty signed it. Kenty right. was Kenty was straight in there. I did actually send it to Andy Whitby as well. Yeah, in a, a, a message um, on Facebook. But as many people in the scene know, trying to get a message back off Andy Whitby on Facebook is like trying to find a fart in a jacuzzi. Right, um, he's he's just dead busy and can't reply all the time. Right. And he didn't he didn't see it and he, he missed it. Um, so uh, the acceleration digital put it out after Kenty signed it. Right. And weirdly, I had a message back off Andy Whitby a couple of weeks later after it got released, um, just telling me that uh, it was going into his new podcast, the new Bounce Heaven podcast. Yeah. And at that point, I went, oh, oh, right. I've done, done, I've done a couple more tracks since then as well. But I just kind of went, oh, while you're here, check this out. It's Pressure Building. It's my new track. Yeah. And So you've done a rework of the... the yeah. yeah it'd, okay. it'd, it'd, we'd redone it and yeah. it sounded better. Um, but I gave him that while I had his attention. Yeah. And he went, that's fine, I'll put that out on Bounce Heaven. 
Right. So I was like, Jesus Christ, okay. So I'm doing something right. Yeah. If it's if, if I've now got tunes going out on Bounce Heaven. And then we followed followed that up with a few more. Um did a remix of Pink's Trouble. Yeah. Um Great tune, by the way, Trouble, isn't it? I love I love her vocals. I think she's always brilliant. We've just done a brand new one, um yeah. Trustful. Yeah. Uh, which is at the moment currently sat at number one in the Excite chart. Yeah. And it got dual release. It was on Bounce Heaven as well. And it's got, it, that came out a couple of days ago. It was kind of midway up. Yeah. It's doing all right. Pink's, Pink's brilliant. Yeah. I've, I always, always, like, I'll sometimes have, like, marathons in the car where I'll listen to one artist, mm. e.g., like, a Michael Jackson, uh, Pink. Yesterday was Tekla. Um, um, I, I listen to really cheesy music. Eclectic, though. No. Eclectic. Yeah. Uh, cool. um, but yeah, um, but Pink's one of them, my regular go-tos. Pink and Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I think. Nothing wrong with Kelly. Kelly Clarkson's vocals at the moment are getting an absolute hammering in the bounce scene. Um, yeah. Bounce projects. Yeah. Doing really, really well. We've got uh, because of you. Yeah. Uh, not a uh, behind those hairs, Eliza. That's that, the one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Because of you was Outforce. That right. is a banging version. Right. That's been hammered over the years, and everyone's had a, had a remix of that. Um, and then she, well, honestly, she's got so many, so many great tunes though. Um, to be honest with you, the, we could list loads and loads. But yeah, so you sort of, um, you're on to the, doing Bounce Heaven um, digital stuff, Excite. Um, so so I, what do you do? Do you just, how do you send your tracks out now, for instance? So it, it all depends. Because I've got choice now. Yeah. I've got choice whether it could be Bounce Heaven, it could be DNZ, it could be Excite yeah. Digital. It all depends on the actual track. Because I know what Bounce Heaven are looking for in a track. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, Whitby has replied to me on messages before and said that he is a fan of when I do something a little bit more serious. And I think his, in his own words, it was like a little bit less jive bunny shit. Yeah. We have done a lot of cheesy tracks. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with them. Everyone yeah. loves a bit of cheese. We all enjoy a good little sing-along. We have yeah. a full half-hour section on the live stream, which is purely just sing-along tunes. Yeah. We, we love them, you know. But um, if it's a if it's a proper serious good tune, uh, bounce heaven. Yeah. Usually, um, if it's a cheese fest, then it will go over to DNZ. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of that is Excite. Right. Okay. Um, I've just finished a version of um, Axwell and Ingrosso, more than you know. Yeah. That's just gone off to Excite. I actually don't know why, because that could have been one for bounce heaven as yeah. well. But. I enjoy working with Excite so much. Like the the, the label owners are really really nice people. Yeah. The the gigs that they put on are fantastic, and it's time to kind of sh start shifting. Yeah. Some of me more serious stuff over to them as well. Yeah. Uh, understandable. So what? And then you you cheese stuff goes DNZ. Yeah. You <laughs> Every time. Yeah. They love the cheese there though. Yeah. Like the amount of stuff I've heard over the years, it's like it's very uh, cheese. Uh, very uh, always like a bit. I uh, you would call it it's like not happy hardcore, but happy bounce. It's yeah, like yeah. it's very much that sort of style. Um, so we'll talk about gigs wise and that as well. So what what have you done since coming out of lockdown? Like because obviously this is where you in lockdown you must have built a back catalogue of tunes up and you've been releasing them. So you've sort of built a name for yourself. Mm. What, what what was the first gig coming out of lockdown? When because I've done typically for the last. Two, 15 years or so I've done your typical Friday night Saturday night in like your Yates's or yeah. all of those um, so when I came back when the clubs opened again and I was back on the scene I wasn't doing bounce gigs yeah um, to be fair I'd only been in the scene at six seven months at that point yeah. so I, would, I wouldn't be expecting to to be honest I wouldn't be expecting to now because it's just you have to put in the graft and you've got to really get your name out there to 
get these type of gigs. Yeah. So even if I wasn't getting them now, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. But the first gig I did when I went back was in the fan club in Leicester. Right. Um, which is now a four-room club. It's massive. Um, we put on a, a sort of dance slash bounce night in there to see how it would go down. Yeah. Um, Alan James came. Right. Because we'd just finished Bellissima at that point as well, so it was nice. Yeah. Uh, and it bombed. Right, It okay. bombed. Not necessarily because of the night itself, but I think that just the club in general wasn't busy. Yeah. Um, we were hampered by the fact that they couldn't take any card payments at the bar. It was cash only. Yeah. Just in our room. Yeah. So that, that killed us off. And we tried just doing normal dance music nights and house nights in there for over the coming weeks, which were fine. They got yeah. busy, but I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Right. I, I didn't. It's a different world now to what it was 15 years ago. Yep. People used to come just for the music and have a good time and then go home. Yeah. And now you don't know whether you're even going to make it home when you come out of a club. Yeah. It's certainly in, you know, certain areas of Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's been problems and I just got to the point where some of the people are dead dead horrible as well. You you, you wouldn't say you wouldn't go into Poundland. Yeah, and you, you you wouldn't go like, hey Tracy, if you don't if you don't scan this on your barcode scanner next, you're the worst checkout scanner in the world. Yeah. So why would you go into it? Why would and you go into a club again? If you don't play it next, you're shit. <laughs> and, or you know, oh, can you play it now? We're leaving. No, bye then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> <No>. leaving. <laughs> but it just got to the point where I was getting that frustrated with all the regular normal shit requests that we get on a night out. Yeah, play it next. I'm not Spotify love. Just hang on. <laughs> so I'm trying to take you on a musical journey here. You'd have been a shit clubber 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of knocked that on the head. Right, I'm going to spend my weekends now producing. Yeah. Um, and if Bounce Kick come along, great. If they don't, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that. So I just spent every Saturday night now, laptop open, tune. headphones on, let's yeah. do it. Let's make right. a new tune. And I'm just so happier yeah, doing yeah. it that way around. So, so with gigs wise, what what was the first bounce gig then? First bounce gig was a tiny little um, club. It was it was upstairs. It was like an upstairs room two type gig in Leicester. Yeah. Um, and it was just a few smaller name DJs. Yeah. Um, and apparently my name was big enough to headline it. God knows why. Yeah. Um, no, it's no disrespect to any of the kind of smaller names that were on the lineup, yeah. but I thought that any of those names could have been up at the top of that poster and it wouldn't have mattered yeah do you know what i mean but it was a kind of tiny little room two type gig without there being a room one right okay <laughs> about five people turned up right uh the, the rest of the people there were the multi lineup of djs right and it was just a mix of hardcore and bounce and it just it didn't flow very well between djs it was just horrible right and that was the first proper kind of bounce type gig i did yeah after that was um, the big summer sesh. Yeah. Um, Kenzie invited me over to Wigan to play uh, at the Ibiza bar in the daytime before we all went over to Pure. Yeah. Um, Fallon was on before me. Yeah. I was then on, I think it was five o'clock. And then right. uh, Drake Liddell was on after after me at yeah. six. And it was the, I had the best time. Yeah. It was absolutely buzzing. Everyone was loving the tunes. Yeah. And we just had such a really, really, really cool time. 
Um, them summer, them summer sesh gigs are always really popular, aren't they? Yeah. As well, because they, they they always pack out the Ibiza bar and then sort of like move on on. Yeah, the we always yeah, kind yeah. of we we kind of disappeared at about seven o'clock to to try and find somewhere to just get something to eat <laughs> yeah. before we moved because we knew it was going to be a long night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we just ended up in this random pub and got food, but they had a DJ on seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, that ended up playing bounce music. Not you, Wigan. That's not surprised. Yeah, well, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, Wigan is like everyone's grandma's loves bounce. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a generational thing as well. Like, but but, with, but they're just like sort of having burger and chips, and then in the background, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, class. I like that. I, I, it's I've, I noticed it when I was down in Wigan um, not so long ago, and like I was coming out of uh, I think it was coming out of Asda. I'd been to get like a meal deal or something like that, and I, I came out. And like just driving past, it was just absolute 160 BPM, Joe Taylor style donk. And it was just like, yeah, I mean, we're good. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Um, class. So how was, how was the night do at the summer session? Was that good? The night do was cracking. And we, we, you know, we didn't stay that long, in all fairness. By the time yeah. we, we went to Pure, yeah. um, my other half's got sort of quite focus, not photosensitive epilepsy. Yeah. But if there's a lot of strobes, she'll just hit the deck and that's it. Yeah. Bless her. And we were in pure, and you know, you know what pure's like. It's yeah. just pure strobe. It doesn't matter where you stand. Yeah. Um, but we had, a, we had. A, I, I sort of went down the front. I had a bit of a mini rave on my own. Yeah. Down on the front, lovely. We stayed there for a couple of hours. Went and smashed a baked bean pizza and went back to the hotel about midnight. Baked bean pizza. Baked bean pizza, and I get a lot of ribbing off this from Chris Davies, Smokey. Right, okay. Um, he just finds the entire thought of it disgusting, but it was in a kebab shop over the road from... Pure. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to eat it. I'd eat it 110%, but... I'd have had dog shit. How drunk I was, I'd have had dog shit on that pizza. Okay. It would have been lovely, but... Oh, baked bean pizza. Honestly, it sounds... It just sounds random. Like, I, I imagine there was so much better on the menu. I'd still eat it, but... There was. There yeah. were a hundred things on that menu that were better yeah. than the baked bean pizza, but you just... When you're drunk and you can't focus and your eyes just hit something... I will have that. I will have that. Right. So, what what sort of gigs have you got coming up now after this? Then. What, what? So we've we've done one gig for Excite. Yeah. Uh, they had their big debut gig last year in uh, Cosmic Ballroom in Newcastle. Yeah. We're doing it all over again this year. Uh, bigger club. We got the Riverside. Yeah. Uh, we got Room Two. Uh, some you know we got Andy Whitby. We got Club Filler. Yeah. Uh, myself. We got Alan Ben. Uh, Hardy M. Yeah. And then room two, we've got the likes of uh, CMA with Alan James in there. Yeah. Alan James is coming for it. Excellent. Which, which is going to be amazing. Excellent. That'll be a trek up from, from his house. Like, he'll, he'll love that. I think he might be teaching the night the day before as well. So. Fantastic. <laughs> I think he's very, very particular and organised, Alan. Obviously, been on the podcast before. I think he'll he'll t he'll do a tactical sleep and then like he'll, he'll make it so he's fresh and he's ready for it. Uh, you can, I can... I can guarantee you. Alan will fall asleep, bang on four o'clock. <laughs> he'll have his alarm set for bang on seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he'll be there for bang on eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, what, so that's the Riverside in Newcastle. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Just plug them for you. Friday the 5th of May. Yeah. Don't worry, I don't want any royalties for it. Huh? <laughs> Andy, because you're not getting it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we're going to move on to part two now, if that's all right. That's absolutely fine. We're back in.
All right, how we doing? Just want to take a second of your time before we start today's episode, and I want to tell you about our Patreon. Um, Patreon is a, a tool that we use to financially support this podcast. For as little as £3 a month, you can support us and what we do. Uh, it pays towards our travel, um, our editing time, um, recording equipment, making things better, essentially, for the podcast. Um, but in return, we give you at least one bonus episode per month, early access to uh, the public episodes which you're watching now so you get these a couple of days early and also as well i'll be giving away all my tracks on there um so if you if you subscribe for three pounds a month you might get 10 pounds worth of tracks every track that i produce will be going on that on on the um, patreon page so for as little as three pounds you can support the cause um you won't even notice it going out your bank sign up now at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. That is patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. You know you're a fucking belter. Nice one. Uh, back for part two of the podcast. This is the question section. Um, I haven't asked the, the guest the questions yet, so these are just uh, on the fly. So some of them might be ridiculous. Just answer them the best you can. Go for is that it. Okay, Go for yeah. it. Uh, if you've got any questions for the podcast, uh, just fire them into our Instagram account at it's time to refresh. Um, or you can join our Facebook group at It's Time to Refresh Community um, and ask questions there. Um, I'll give you an update on the hoodies and the t-shirts as well. In about two weeks' time from now, we will we'll, should have had it launched on Bandcamp. Should have. I'm not confirming that. It should have. Not always, uh, not always getting the, the time to get stuff done. <laughs> um, so, first question is, Hiya, pal. Which is your favourite track and why? And that's from Martin Nickel. Um, so, which one? Is, what is your favourite track? Of mine or just in general? Your, of yours that you've done. Right, it's... Oh, blimey, now you're asking because there's... A, we're getting gone close for sort of 9,100 tracks. Um, I think that my favourite one that I've done was a remix of the Muse track, Compliance. Right. Um, the track came out and then about two weeks later we, we found like the vocal stems, we found all the guitar stems and it was right. wonderful. We thought we'd, we'd, we'd put that one together. And it just worked, and it sounded really good, and it got a, a, a big, big response from people on the streams. Yeah, um, everyone was requesting that one. It was just a, although it shouldn't work. Yeah, like a you know an indie rock band. Yeah, you know, in a dance and, tune. And yeah. All of a sudden into a, into a not just a dance tune, but a bounce tune, a yeah. donk tune. You know, and then it's it's it worked, and it sounded really good. It's just one of those ones that just came together. Everything's been donked. Don't don't ever think that you're doing some <laughs> original because. I've heard the Beatles donked me. I can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's just one of them things in it. So, what was it? Was it an emotional attachment to it, or was it just that everything fell together right, or both? I love both. Muse. Yeah, uh, they're my favourite band. I've seen them thirteen times live. Yeah, um, everything. I've, I've followed them right since the beginning of, of when they got together, like before they were even called Muse when they were Rocket Baby Dolls. Yeah. So, I followed them for many, many years. Like I say, seen them many times live. I've, it's not the first Muse track I've done. Yeah, um, I think I've done five now. Right, but, but that one just was a really, really good song, and it, it just turned it out right. that well. Yeah, I was really, really. I happy haven't heard it. it, but I will check it out on the on the drive back. There you go. Um, and that's a good question. Um, for me, I'd have to go for. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think the one that really like sort of done got my name out there was um, "Forever Loving You," which was. Uh, like I've been sort of like pushing as as somebody just lingering in the bounce scene for a long, long time and putting tracks out and doing, doing all right and stuff like that. But when that came out, like the buzz 
for for it was was really really good so to me like that that's why it's sort of i love the tune as well doing the tune and it was an original it wasn't um I'd just done something like people were loving it because they'd heard it a million times. It was like, this is interesting. And like, even now I had a gig, um, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, it was, um, Shiv's birthday party at, um, Nelson. And I was walking through like up towards the club and this guy came up to me and I thought he was going to start. Honestly, he was like giving it the beans and I put me and just started going, I'm forever loving you. And like started singing the song to me. He's going, he's going, Brad. I went, yeah, he went, good job because I've just started singing a random song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 I think that holds a lot of, a lot of thing for me. I, I, there's always, everyone's always got their own personal favorites. It's not necessarily the biggest tune, but they've got the personal mm. favorites. Do you know what I mean? What's been your biggest tune? Biggest tune. Um, I mean, for me in terms of big, it's got to be a track that's been number one on a chart. Yeah. Um, in terms of popularity. Yeah. We've had two number ones on bounce heaven. One that I did, uh, with a little bit of help from, uh, from our last, from our Jules. Yeah. Um, we, we released them under Rick Shaw and Jules. Yeah. Um, I'm sat there doing, obviously, the engineering. Jules doesn't have a clue when it comes to that side of things. Yeah. She's been learning, yeah. you know, but to do a full track, maybe not. But she, she comes up with some banging ideas for tracks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we did um, uh, our version of Corona, Baby Baby. Yeah. And that was Bounce Heaven number one. Um, I had track, which was a remix of Annie Lennox, Walking on Broken Glass. Yeah. That was a number one on Bounce Heaven. And to me that's kind of validation yeah. that what you're doing actually matters because there's a lot of really, really, really good, strong artists on Bounce Heaven. Yeah. Um, Bounce Assassins. Yeah. If, if I've got a track coming out on a week where there's a Bounce Assassins track out, I write the idea of having the number one off completely. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, Lee and Paul are both brilliant. Yeah. And their, their tunes are just next level. Yeah. Um, anything which is produced by another you know, by an artist themselves, yeah, and gets to the top. I've got a lot of respect for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, would you say that's your biggest tunes to date? Then, Baby, Baby, would you say Baby, Baby is probably in, in terms of popularity. It, it was a bounce heaven number one, which which is what I define as yeah popularity. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did a remix of Wings, Lights Go Down. Yeah, which was a huge tune for Alter Ego last year. Yeah, and. I wanted to kind of take it to the next level. There were a couple of things with the alter ego version that necessarily didn't sit right with me. Yeah. Not to say that I'm right. Not to say that it's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of the way it was mastered. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of some of the tuning on the vocal. Yeah. That is my opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right, yeah. but I wanted to do a version of it. And that's been pretty big for me. Yeah. It was number one on Excite. <clears throat> it's probably, my second biggest um, played track on SoundCloud. Right. Um, yeah. But I think that was just off the back of the popularity of the Alter Ego version. Yeah. I like yeah. That, the honesty to it because uh, you could try and sit there and go, yeah, because I produced it, blah, blah, blah. It, it, yeah, you've just got the trickle-down effect of everyone searching for this and they've stumbled upon yours. Mm. Whether they prefer yours or his, is two different things. But yeah, I like the honesty behind it, mate. I but, do. But now people are using mine in their mixes. Now it's out. Yeah. And people are actually asking on people's SoundCloud mixes, oh, I like this version. Yeah. Because um, I think Alter Ego's version was used in the last two Bounce Heaven podcasts that Andy Whitby makes. Mm -hmm. And then this time out of nowhere, he put mine in. Yeah. And it was one of the, I think about one of three tracks in the entire podcast where it was played all the way through as yeah. well, which is a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever sat there and listened to a Bounce Heaven podcast, it's a rarity for a track to be played in full. Right. So I was dead happy with that. But because now people are going, oh, 
this is a you know it's different. This is a new version, yeah. and they're trying you know they're trying to find where that one's come from. Mm-hmm. They might still have a lot of love for the Alter Ego version, and I know a lot of people do, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's all right, isn't it? Um, this one you might be interested. This might not be you at all. Okay. Uh, all right, Mara. Uh, what is the weirdest conspiracy theory you believe? And that's from Jamie Fell. <laughs> Are you a conspiracy theorist? Do you know what? I used to love the X-Files back in the day. Right. Still do, actually, to be fair. Yeah. I don't know whether I believe in any conspiracy theories because I don't know whether I have time for them. Yeah. Um, I work 50 hours a week and, and on, on top of um, producing yeah, yeah, and yeah. doing the live streams and that. And I just don't know whether I have the time to kind of sit there and go, oh, so-and-so's doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did like all the conspiracy theories that were going around during COVID about, you know, like all the 5G and all of that. Whether I believe them or not, I don't know. Um, I I make up my own mind about things. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe any conspiracy theories. Possibly Epstein didn't kill himself. If I was... Absolutely not. No, he never. If I was going to go anywhere, there's your one. That's your one. So is that that the one that you, you most... That you're, that's your number one conspiracy. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That would be the one that I would subscribe to. That I would actually have a bit of belief in. Yeah, um, I have. I believe in so much. You say conspiracy theories, but a lot of them come out now, and it's like, have the theories when they've been the documentation from the government being put out saying mm. we do this or we did this X amount of years ago. It's like, oh god, this is <laughs> this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Um, for me, I've always had this thing of I. This is just something I I do in my life, and it, it might I might sound like a complete conspiracy theorist nut, but I don't drink tap water, um, never have. Uh, I, I did when I was a kid, but like I don't know. It's I, it sounds stupid because it's like why don't you drink tap water? It's clean, etc. But I'd rather just drink bottled water, um, just because they put they do put a lot of chemicals in it and. Uh, I don't want to sound so dumb when listening to this back. In the post edit, I'd be like, what are you saying, you monk? But <laughs> but like like I'm gonna be like there just Would you would you drink tap water if it if if it had say it was like a glass of orange squash nope. or dilute, you nope. what you you like get a bottle of everything and got, tip it in? I've, yeah, yeah, I've got a bottle I buy like spring water and mm. put put it in. Um so if, when I go to work every morning I've got my um I've got I, I drink quite a lot, so it's like one point seven five litres. Right. And I have a bottle of like diluting juice like a Vimto or something like that and I'll put in spring water and it's just because there's a couple there is a, a multitude of reasons but one of the main reasons is I don't like the taste of it I think mm. it tastes like shit like it does uh, and especially like people say that the water in my area tastes really good it doesn't it tastes like shit um, and another thing is it's like as I said, the, the cleaning water, but where the source and the water from, where where like stuff like that. Because uh, recently we got letters through our house that it comes through boreholes um, rather than comes from the lakes, which it used to. Um, so yeah, I'm just I just I'm a, I have a questioning attitude, and that's mine. You, I'm going to sound like a complete nut though when people look, look like this. But I'll tell you this: not for those reasons. But I don't drink tap water either. Right. I'm, just, I'm just not a tap water person. I'm just not a water person. Right, yeah. I drink water. I drink a lot of water, but it's always bottled water. Mm. I, I'd have the, like, I don't mind the flavored waters. Yeah, um, but I just think it's it doesn't really taste too much. Yeah, and that's that doesn't sit right with me. It's like I'm, I'm drinking something, but me, me taste buds aren't picking up on it. I'm right, just, no. 
<laughs> I think I, I'm always I always like to be hydrated as well for mm. some whatever reason. I think that's why I drink a lot of water. Can I survive on monster? <laughs> monster. I used to drink so much monster. Um I've actually got one in the car thinking that it's gonna be some sort of heavy drive back, but I'll open it if I need to. I only do drink the zero sugar ones now. Right, yeah. And that's if I need to to, to drink them. Uh I had one yesterday, but that's because I've drove fucking hours and hours to get here. Um, and it was the the Lewis Hamilton. Have you seen that one? Right, yeah. Uh, it was quite nice. Uh, as far as energy drinks go, anyways. What's your what's your go to monster? Go to oh, it's a good question. That um, I like the pink one. Uh, is that guava? Is it something guava? It's like tropical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Bits and all sorts of. There's a dark. There's a dark red one which is called mixed M I X X D. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's got like pictures of crossfaders and shit all over it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. just, it's kind of it's kind of fitting. That one's quite nice. The mango yeah. mango loco's good as well. Yeah. Like I used to drink one and they've discontinued it and it pisses me off because it was the best one. But maybe it's kind of good that uh Which I one was that? It. it was it was the um it was the green tea and lemonade. Can you remember yes. the black one? And it was yeah. yellow. It, it was really, really sugary, and it was almost flat. It wasn't fizzy, but it was it was so nice. There's a new one called Chaotic, which is the original green monster flavour. They right. just added a little bit more fruit into it. Okay, very nice. Excellent. Monster. Do you go? Do you differ away from Monster at all? Relentless. I don't drink them. Cherry, I, cherry, relentless. That's it. I had, a, I had, I had one once, and I just thought I was drinking chemicals. Um, <laughs> you no, I had a, the. Is it the Blueberry Relentless. Have you had that before? Rock, you think it's Rockstar? Oh, is it Rockstar Blueberry then? Mm. Yeah. I, I don't drink any of the other ones uh, now because, honestly, I drank that one, that blue, Blueberry uh, Rockstar, and honestly, it just tastes like chemicals. It tastes like <laughs> it tastes like you should be getting that at a dentist to wash your mouth out. Like, that's, that's that was what I got off it anyways. That's probably what it is. It's the pink drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like I like my Red Bulls and stuff like that yeah. as well. Uh, it just gives you a little kick when you need it. Try, I just drink coffee instead of them now. Uh, just, just to lay off it. I just drink 10 a day, so, yeah. This is right tangent, this, isn't it? No, no, it is. I apologise. <laughs> From conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Where's conspiracy theory? The fucking monster energy. Right, he's good for you. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'll, I'll take that as a theory. No, 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 don't. <laughs> don't listen to me. Um, and the last question is, yes, Sam, love the pop Funko chat with Al. What is your top three Funkos and what is one that you'd want but you don't have? Fucking love Pops, mate. And that's from Matt Clark. Uh, are you a pop Funko collector? No, no, I'm not. But I, I'm obviously aware of them. Yeah. Um, I, I'm aware they exist. I think anything music related. What would you get then? I'd have the, there's, I think there's two Oasis ones. I've got them. Have you? Yeah, yeah. fantastic, aren't they? Um, anything Marvel related yeah. is, is good, and Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. Um, I think the Harry Potter ones just look dead cool. I don't want to get into them, if I'm honest with you, because cause I've got such a wide variety of what I get at the minute. It's just just another one that I start collecting. So it's like, for, for instance, I've got um, a lot of music ones. I've got like the uh, Beatles, Blink-182, Oasis and like, I like getting them because like once you've got the two that's it there's no more do you know yeah, what I mean you've got Whereas the if you, then, haven't you if you get if you get a, a Harry Potter one right you've got your Dumbledore Snape Ron yeah, you, yeah, it just expands expands so because I collect the office ones do you know the American office yeah. so there's so many of them to get and I still haven't got all them um, and then I collect like wrestling ones that I like nice. I collect um, what's my others oh I like I've got a big thing for like um old movies so for instance i've got uh, i like uh, back to the future so that's what one of my favorite movies um so i've got all them and there's loads of alternate ones of them as well um what else is there i've got so many different like 
hobbies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But they can all be channeled through collecting Funko Pops. That's cool. It's it's not though because once because I do like the, like I, I, have you seen this Hogwarts Legacy game? Yeah, it's yeah. Out, right. Everyone's hammering it right, and I haven't got around to to going on it. And um, I know for a fact if I start playing that, then Pop Funkos are getting bought, and I don't want to do that because it's just <laughs> another expense that you don't need. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the th- if you were to get them, this is so I'll change the question slightly from Matt. Um, if you were to get them, right, what what would the first three you would get? First three. Yeah. Like you, I'd probably go with some wrestling ones as well. Because right. I'm a big wrestling fan as well. Excellent. Um, so, Who's your wrestler? Oh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, okay. Yeah. Uh, the the longevity of the guy's career and the way he reinvents himself is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd, it would definitely be wrestling. I'd, if, is there a Chris Jericho Funko Pop? I yeah, don't know. there is. Right, definitely. It's the the list one. Right, yeah. So it's a list Jericho with the scarf and stuff. Nice. Um, and there is a classic... Lionheart Jericho out there, I believe. I haven't got it, though. Nice. I, I believe it's out there. So, go on, what, what others would you have? Um, I would definitely get... See, I like I like the, the smaller wrestlers, like the, the, the less built guys yeah. who are a little bit more agile. Yeah. So, maybe like Bret, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, class. Uh, I like Shawn Michaels as well. I'd like to... Uh, I've, I've got a Shawn Michaels pop, but um, the one I want to get is... Um, do you know 1992 sort of when he first became the Heartbreak Kid. And I want that because he was very flashy and, um, what's the word? The word, uh, flamboyant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd love to get one where he's de- all decorated like that. I think that's that's great. Not a bad shout, is it? Um, for me, my, my f- three favourites, I've already named it on the last podcast, so we're sort of hitting back on ourselves. My three favourite ones that I've got, and just because they're my three favourite wrestlers, is um, the Kenny Omega... Um, and the Young Bucks, um, the New Japan Pro Wrestling did a, a, a run of them for um, Hot Topic a few years ago. And I bought them then and got them shipped over because I just love them. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the rarity that I would like, there is one. You say you like the smaller smaller wrestlers. Mm. Uh, there's, a, there's a rarity that's, that's around. I think it goes for about £150, £160, pounds, like minimum. And it's uh, a Rey Mysterio um, in... A certain attire there was only one one of so many made i think i'd like that one i haven't got that one i thought you were going to say razor ramon i've got that uh, really yeah really? i've got the. i've got well on if you must have seen the last podcast with al but um basically i went to uh, hogan's beach shop last month mm. in um florida and got um hogan signed nwo one with scott hall uh, and kevin nash and got that that was uh that's my most valuable one i have nice but I've also got the Razor Ramon 1995, um, the pink attire for the pink yeah. shorts. That's that's really good. I, I love that. Um, yeah, so we'll move away from the pop fun course. <laughs> <laughs> I could sit and talk about it all day. But um, right, so as we move on to this next part now, this is the first time we're doing it. Might not go well, this, but we're going to do it anyways. It's a new um, feature that I'm going to be doing it uh, every week with, with guests. I asked... The general public in the group, uh, in the, the community group on Facebook and on Instagram, um, of your favourite tracks and your least favourite tracks ever. Um, I've done the 2000s to begin with, just to, just to get the ball rolling. So what we're going to do is, it's called Flop or Bop. So Flop is <laughs> shit, and Bop is you can bop to this, essentially. Um and I'm going to give you five tracks, and you just tell me, flop or bop. Is that all right? Absolutely. Right, so track one is Lomac. It's always a Blue Sky Day, the Res Q mix. 
Bob. 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 A lot of people would say a flop, but really? a lot of people, I think so. I like it's really, it's really, really cheesy that the tune, but there's a certain demographic within the scene who absolutely love that tune. Uh, it's always labelled as Wigan Pier, isn't it? Like yeah. when you see, see it, but I don't think I it ever got played much in the pier. To be honest with you, um, but yeah, so that what so that's a bop, is it? I like it. Uh, Gareth Emery and Christina Novelli, Concrete Angel. This is so polarizing. Uh, for me I'm sorry it's it's a complete bop is it I love Concrete Angel but I, it's, if we're going to go Gareth Emery I, I want to flip that because I prefer the Bouncing Forces remix of the Flip and Fill one they had the vocal re-recorded yeah 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 that Flip and Fill one the Bouncing Forces mix is brilliant it's actually the um, it was like the official theme song of our live stream right um, just the one that we always play each and every time I'm going to throw a little spanner in your work are you ready have you heard Poom Style's remix of it yes I have I think that is that's the the one for me. Mm. That that's the best remix. Shout to Men as well. Um, that is the best remix of that that tune that I've heard. Mm. Um, and I don't think anyone's beat it yet. To be honest with you, you either love Concrete Angel or you hate it. Yeah, uh, that's why it's in here. That's, that's, why, that's it's why it's there. in the game. But definite, definite Bob. Yeah, it's a Bob, is it? Yeah. Right. Um, Special D, come with me. Flop. Flop. A flop. I'm sorry, flop. but it's it's it is a tune. But I'd never. I don't think I'd ever play the original version out. If right. if I had to play, it, it would be sort of some sort of interpolation of with something else. Yeah, um, Friday Night Posse's just done a good mashup of it uh, with Belisma, right? On Bounce Heaven, which nice. really really works. That's good. The, ori- the original version, not so much now. Not for me. No, I don't think so. Right, I'm going to put my little spin on this. Mm. I think that the vocals are extremely cheesy, but that riff is really good. Like. Really good. I think I'd I'd steal that and use it in one of my tracks. That's mm. how that's how good I think it is. But as a track itself, I'm gonna have to go flop as well. <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> right, a little spanner in the works for you. You ready? Uh, Peter K. Amarillo. <laughs> Bob. No way. Oh, you've got to have a bit of a, nah. a bit of fun in your life. Yeah, I think Peter K. is a wanker. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> um, I do. Um, I used to love his his comedy years ago, but I just. He comes across as one of them people that I just don't wouldn't get along with. I don't think I'd want to go and see him now. Yeah, I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't go to the new tour. I'm, I'm, I've got no interest in it. Yeah. I think if I'd have seen him back in the heyday when it was all sort of you know just garlic bread and, and yeah. all of that, and they were it was fairly new to us. Yeah, and it was it was fun. And this was what nearly twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, I would have gone there. And you think this is a bop? This tune, I honestly, no. If I heard it, if it, if if. if I was driving and it come on gem or something. I wouldn't turn it off. Oh God! <laughs> nah, what a jump! Everyone—it's subjective, isn't it? Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. Uh, like assholes, everyone's got one. Yep. Um, and the last one for today is Ultra Beat, Pretty Green Eyes. Hey, it's so hideously overplayed and so hideously over remixed as well. I crit twenty years ago. Yeah, we go. It's the same as the Peter K thing. Right twi- now, twi- so twi- 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 right now, flop. I've I think it's a bop. I could I could listen to that song forever, and I, I every time I go to a club night, it's on, and I think it's amazing. Don't get me wrong; I've got a lot of love for Ultra Beat. Um, I'm on the phone to Ian pretty much every week, like, yeah. sending him new tracks for his show on In Demand Radio and stuff yeah. like that. I've got a lot of love for Ultra Beat, but in terms of that one, that's just the most hideously overplayed club track, I think. Yeah. Um, and if it came on, I probably, depending on what mix it was, I might even leave the dance floor. Right. Mm. I still get shivers when it's building up. Um, and that riff's going in. 
I just think it's amazing. Mm. I, 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 I don't know. I think it's one of them tunes that made me fall in love with the, with the, the scene and what it is and everything yeah. like that. It's just, it's one of them that'll stay with me forever, I think. They have much better songs. Yeah, so <laughs> let me know if you like the flop or bop section because I thought that was quite good. It, it creates a lot of conversation as well. Um, yeah, so we got, let me see, we got bop, bop, flop, bop, flop. <laughs> so I can get sampled someone's going to sample that I can't believe I've just said that into the mic and it's just going to flop well, that, that is coming to Chubby Tunes very soon <laughs> obviously um, and so as we, as I do with everybody else when we tie up to, today um, you're about to get the electric chair because you've just bootlegged something extremely cheesy and they just think we can't even risk you bootlegging something else mm. And they're just putting you on the electric chair. You've got one last meal. You can have a starter, main, and dessert. Ooh. What are we having? Starter. Cheese and leek souffle tart. Right. If you ever get the opportunity to nip into M&S food and get one of them. Right. We get one every every Valentine's Day. They do like the dine-in for £20. Yeah. Uh, we're cheap like that, you see. Yeah. So, but if you if you get the chance for the, one of them, cheese and leek souffle tart. Oh, fuck me. I've never had it, but it sounds amazing. It's, it's really, really nice. Uh, main. Are you a foodie? Yeah. Big foodie. Sometimes I can be. Okay. I can be. It depends. It depends what food you're putting in front of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I eat anything, so <laughs> I'm a foodie. <laughs> if I was going with a main, it'd have to be a fillet steak. Everyone says that. I am a steak snob. If you put a rump or a sirloin in front of me, I'm sorry, but you can take that back. Right. I love a fillet. Right. Love a fillet. Well, is it just because it's easy to consume, or no? It's just it just tastes nice. So there's there's practically no fat on it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to spend half of your dinner dissecting. Right, okay. Just dissecting your meal. Okay. Um, and are, you, just... are you a boneless chicken type guy as well? Yeah, I am, yeah. Ah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I'm not a chicken off the bone, man. There's, 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 yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're a fillet steak type guy, you tend to be a boneless chicken mm, Yeah, type give, me, guy. give me strips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me strips or popcorn chicken. Right, so what, are you having any sauce on it? How do you have it um, I, would have, I would have a tiny little, and I do this, a tiny little thin layer of barbecue sauce on the top, just to... I don't know about that, you know. Just to kind of give it a bit of something if i was gonna right this is just my opinion mm. if i was gonna do that it would have to be a thin layer of smoky barbecue it has to it would have to be smoky mm. because if you have like a normal sweeter barbecue no it's just gonna ruin the steak yeah smoky's better right okay okay um i'll let you off with that then i would have two sides because it's my last meal go on um i would have dough from more potatoes right okay uh but the and this is where i sound cheap again the cathedral city ones from iceland right so you don't have them touching the steak the way it's split no, uh, yeah split it off, it, the sauces are completely yeah polar opposites yeah but the cathedral city dauphin was right that you can buy from iceland they're like three four quid but they are fucking lovely i've never had them they're so them. nice if you like normal dauphin potatoes that it's the, the cheese is kind of creamy and you get this it's just pure cheddar right i'm going to give some people a little bit of an insight to the behind the what goes on behind the scenes of the podcast i half ask these questions right to get some ideas to what to eat at home. <laughs> like, honestly, when people say, oh, I have this and this, and I'm like, right, okay, now I know where I'm going to go. So I'm going to go to Iceland now. There's one on the way out of town. Right, I'm going to go <laughs> yeah, to Iceland. Right. Get them. There you go. Like, that is that is a little behind the curtain nugget there for you, if you wanted to know. That I only <laughs> half ask that question. Half because I think I like talking about food, and the other half is... I'm going to copy that meal, like, more or less at some point. <laughs> what we're doing essentially with this feature is giving you a menu of what you're yeah, having exactly. tonight. So, so the thing is, the amount of times that people have been on the podcast and then that night of when I made what they've said is unreal. <laughs> like, people think I'm joking as well, but as proof, I will, I'll put pictures on my Instagram to prove it, but, like, the amount of times when I think what had happened, uh, I had 
Farallon and he was saying about Chinese, he likes Chinese food and he rhymed off all these Chinese dishes right me and my missus went and spent 50 quid in the Chinese <laughs> just to get the what he ordered just because it just got us in the mood for it yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I said oh you'll never guess what he what he asked for on, on his meal and he's like go on and then I rhymed off like, do you fancy a Chinese <laughs> but go on then so what are you getting for dessert uh, dessert would be some sort of chocolate based cake brownie possibly Brownie. Oh, do you like your brownies? Do you like them like wet or a dry brownie? Um, I like. Do you know what? I like both, but it would have to be one that maybe sort of got something liquidy in the middle, a bit of chocolate, chocolate centre, yeah. whacked in the microwave for thirty seconds just to give it that little bit of heat. Nice, nice. Ice cream with it or not? Possibly. I'd, I'd, okay. I'd, I would. It's my last meal, yeah. so let's let's push the boat out. It's taking me longer to eat it if it's ice cream, so they're not going to flick the switch on me then. Okay. Right, and are you going to have a beverage with it? Doesn't need to be alcoholic. Can be anything at all. Doesn't need to be alcoholic, but it, knowing me, it probably will be. I just have um, a couple of cans of lager with it. On the what side. lager? I have a tendency to drink piss water, so like Carlsberg, Carling. Um, oh no! Mainly due to the fact that they are like piss water and they're very weak, so I can just have more of them. Right, that's okay. that's a, that's a stream tactic right okay um if you were to actually <laughs> look in the kitchen you'd see the the contents of last night's okay stream right okay um which is i think we got we did we were on for three and a half hours and i got through about 11 12 cans okay wasn't steaming by the end of it but it's piss water yeah yeah so if it's tactical mm. so of, of choice you're getting your last one are you going to mm. just have a tactical one because you get your fucking you're getting the, the chair anyways yeah exactly so i would maybe hit up the maybe the the most american lager so okay. maybe a Budweiser, okay. maybe a Coors. Nice, nice. Not a bad shout. Right, we're just going to sort of tie today up then. Um, with Where can people find you? Uh, people can find a lot of my tracks on Bounce Heaven. Uh, they can find them on Excite Digital and DNZ. Yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. We don't. I don't really do Instagram, you know. Right. I'm not an Instagram person. I'm not a TikTok person. Yeah. Um, I just tend to run through Facebook and that's it. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, facebook.com slash DJ Rickshaw right no problem I just want to say thank you for coming on mate it's been an absolute pleasure I really enjoyed it man yeah. um, if you've enjoyed the episode then share it with your mates um, as you say we're just trying to grow the audience um, just want to say if you've made it this far into the podcast as well thank you very much uh, if you've made it this far into the podcast go and subscribe on Patreon it's £3 a month you won't even notice it going out your bank right you get free Brad Refresh tracks with you you get a Patreon exclusive and you're supporting this cause um, do it or I'll come and get you <laughs> see you later <laughs>